0: Good morning. Welcome to the Morning Chat with Ed Malinger here on 97.7 FM, 97.3 FM, and 1450 AM, WAOB in Vincennes. Our first guest this morning, Vincennes Mary Joe Yocum. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Uh, holiday <clears throat> week. and yes, uh, is. First of all,
1: city offices are closed Thursday and Friday, right? Right. All right. And Thursday trash will be picked up Wednesday. All right. Okay. So... Uh, that's the biggest change. Yeah.
0: We don't have that change too often, though, the way no, we have it now.
1: so usually uh, Thanksgiving. <laughs> that's <right> it. Yeah. <laughs> Unless okay. Christmas or falls on a mm-hmm. yeah, Wednesday or Thursday. There you go. Year, Christmas Eve or New Year's or New Year's Eve. Seems so. like all the holidays are on Mondays. Yes. And that's why we don't do trash pickup on Mondays is because most holidays are Mondays. Okay. Or observed on Monday. Well,
0: I put the heat on for the mayor here because it's cold in here. I got a feeling we get a break. I might be turning the heat off. <laughs> <I prefer. laughs> it's These old warm homes in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's warm. These old homes, man, they hit up fast. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, of course, uh, short week this week. Uh, City council back next Monday night. Right. Okay. Right. All right. So um, this time of year is kind of difficult because Thanks. there are things. Going on, but right. we're kind of, I don't want to say we're slowing things down, but we really aren't.
1: They're, right. They kind of slow down, but we've got so much going on that uh, that even though you may not see a lot in our meetings, there's still a lot going on. What is one of the areas maybe that we're
0: not aware of that uh, is, is really happening?
1: I Probably mean, uh, there is a lot of work with all the grants. And dollars that we've received. There's a whole lot of work that goes into that, and a whole lot of stuff that has to be done. Uh, I think we just received uh, a notice into last week that we received another four hundred thousand for the uh, the TIBA program, which is the uh, homeless program. If if somebody's been incarcerated and if it's for a day and they're homeless, we can get them into housing and. Uh, Child care, food, all that. So Okay. And we just we you know, we received I think four hundred thousand two, three months ago. That money's gone. We were just told we could get another four hundred thousand. So I look forward to that. But also uh, all the work that's going on with the help uh designation. Uh you know, we're getting ready, getting the uh, working with old town players, getting the teen center ready for hopefully the first year to get it open. Uh we're looking at transportation, and we have to do a study uh, to prove that we need transportation and, you know, regular stops in the city. So uh, we have to do that so in the future we'll get federal dollars to help cover the cost mm-hmm. of that. So, um, so all, that all kind of work like that has to go on, even though uh, it looks like things aren't really busy. It's
0: it's kind of like uh, the levee. Yes. You know what? You don't see it. You don't see it, but or you know. don't.
1: But the work's going on right, regardless. Right, yes. Those grants aren't easy to write. Uh, exactly. We just turned in another grant for uh, through uh, Duke for Chicago Park. So we are always working on getting grant dollars uh, wherever we can get them. So, and then, you know, we got our million-dollar CCMG which is paving dollars which the engineer will be putting things together to get that that bid and uh, see where we end up with that so okay right. and then there's work going on with the skate park Uh, we're getting ready to put that out for bid uh, for the construction and even though Chris uh, Moore has left um and the city engineer is taking that up to make sure it gets bed and, and everything right properly. But I also say that uh, I have appointed uh, J.R. Field to be head of the Parks Department. Oh, okay. Yes, he is a new Parks Director.
0: <laughs> and then, okay, you took us almost five minutes before you made that big announcement? <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, all right. And I don't know that I've
1: put that out to the media even yet, but uh, we'll get something out today uh, you know, Jr. has been in the parks for a few years now, and he understands the pool and how everything operates. And uh, so, he will step up and take Chris's place, and then we'll hire uh, somebody to uh, come in under him.
0: Okay. Well, good. Good. He knows how things are going.
1: Right. And also, so we'll be hiring the the assistant to the parks director, but we're also hiring a uh, full time secretary for the parks. Okay. All so. right.
0: All right. And one, you know, again, with um, Jr. has been part of. He's seen how the pool works. He's seen how we do things around, you know, mowing. Just the simple things, you know. Right. You know, the other thing is, Mayor, and we really haven't touched. We we touched on it last week. But the improvements that we're seeing at every park right Right. now, it's mind-boggling. If you go back two years and then look at them today, every park has improved. Absolutely. I Um, mean, and this is not saying, oh, excuse me. This is the the Joe Yocom administration.
1: No, right. I mean people have just taken an interest in the parks. Absolutely, there's been a lot of people that have uh, did work and raised money, and you know we've got Kristen's place out at Four Lakes, and uh, Chris Hussey and a group redid the basketball court and the uh, baseball field out at Chicago. Chicago Park. Yeah. So, uh, and then we've got the pickleball group that's. Uh, Heading up a fundraiser to get the courts refinished, the pickleball courts. Uh, the material that was put down on those courts um, failed, uh-huh. and it's causing nothing but trouble. So it looks like they're, they're going to raise some money and help to get that stripped and repainted and, uh, so that we don't have this pro- problem in the future. And then again, uh, Leicester Square, uh, the uh, skate park project come along so and we've got a group looking at redoing the basketball course there and possibly uh covering them okay so and you this know, is all people stepping up and raising money and volunteering and helping us get uh, a lot of great stuff down in our parks now
0: i do want to take a step back your administration has been big in it as well
1: but i'm just we, saying that i'm just saying uh, you right. opened the door but people have come through right. and they have Right. Really stepped up. Yes. Uh, we've invested millions in our parks, uh, but it also is a big help when people step up and, and volunteer like what's happening here recently.
0: Yeah, I think you know. also, um, you know, you look at back at Chicago Park, okay? Yeah. It was one of those parks that if you asked me about parks, that would be the last one on my list. Not because I just... I, you don't, I, think I don't think about it. I don't right. think about it. And it's not a, it's a bad park. Right. It's just that I go from Greg to actually Four Lakes to Lester. I mean, right. and and then what they're... I went by there when they said they were uh, fixing it. Yeah. Oh,
1: they have. It really looks good. Absolutely. Uh, the grant dollars that they're applying for now through Duke will probably go to help put in a uh, uh, scoreboard and maybe some lighting for the, the ball diamond there. So Okay. Good. Uh, Good. So, and we're, we all, we continue to look for grant dollars to uh, help improve parks or whatever we can use, even if it's for the transportation or the teen center or whatever projects we're doing. We're always looking for grant dollars. Mm-hmm. And we've been, I'll say, very successful here in the last year.
0: Okay. So, anyway, um, Back to the, the skate part real quick. Uh, JR's going to handle that. Right. Um, that has been, there's been different ways you tried to raise money to get that right. done. One, we came up a little short on one approach. Right. So now how are we paying for this?
1: We put uh, money in the budget for grant match. And, you know, we put two years ago, three years ago, we put money in the, uh, the, uh, Bonds for that project. I think we put two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand, and then we'll come up with the rest through uh, grant matching to make sure we get that project done. And we didn't want to. We could do the project cheaper, but you'd have to cut out a snake run or the bowl or whatever. I don't know all this stuff. I have no there, idea. But, You're uh, asking me. Look exactly. At me. <laughs> I'm not a skater either. But I. We didn't want to. We wanted to make this a complete skate park. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so, hopefully next spring, we've got to remove a couple trees uh, because it will the footprint will expand a little. So, uh, but I look forward to that. Uh, not only will it be a new skate park, we'll take the fencing down so it doesn't feel like the kids don't feel like they're caged up when they're there.
0: Okay. All right.
2: Let's take a break. We'll have more with the mayor after this on WAOV.
0: Welcome back to the morning chat with Ed Ballinger and Vincent's Mayor Joe Yocum. As uh, again, city offices closed Thursday and Friday for the Thanksgiving Day break.
1: Right.
0: Yeah, I love Thanksgiving.
1: I do too. I like being with family, but I also love the food.
0: <laughs> and I love it because you can have it the next day and the next yes. day. You know, how many different ways can you eat turkey? I'll right. try all. Them. <laughs> so, all right. Anyway, back to uh, what's going on in the city of Vincent's. Um, we, right now, we're kind of just at a, a lull a little bit on right. Washington Avenue. Right. Okay, we're about ready to pick things up
1: there. Uh, right. There, and there's work going on there. It's just that you probably don't notice it now that the road's open and there's still 20. Now, Washington's a little rough on one right. side. And it'll be that way until... April? time next year. <laughs> Mar- <laughs> well, March, in maybe? in March or April, we'll start on that, and it'll eventually be closed just like the, the first section was. Uh, but when it's all said and done, it's all going to be... Smooth, the best thing is bike lanes sidewalks uh, so and drainage right now when you look at Washington Avenue you look at the heights all the water rain that drains out of the heights drains right out down into Great yeah. park so that'll stop that uh, and there'll be storm drains all along the park there on the roadway so uh, so a lot of improvements uh, mm-hmm. we'll have a couple crossings into the park there. Uh, and hopefully ones that you can push the button and there'll be a flashing light that tells you that people are crossing and you've got to stop. Mm-hmm. So Okay. All right, what else is going on? Well, uh, met with uh, Councilman Ravelette. He brought up a thing. He had seen an article on cameras at railroad crossings. So we investigated that and came up with uh, uh, looking at a company that we can put cameras at our major crossings and connect that with our apps so that whenever the trains are stopped, you'll be able to go to the app and actually see what crossings are open so that you're not sitting there for extended period, waiting on a train to move. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm excited about that. That's uh and it's, I'll say really not that expensive. It, yeah. we'll, we'll probably get that done for less than $15,000.
0: I, I ran into that on a,
1: it was a Saturday night, I think it was. Yeah. St- train stopped yeah. them. The problem is the railroad is swapping out train cars just south of Vincennes. Mm-hmm. That's why they block these crossings, uh, mm-hmm. and we're not going to get them to change it. No, no, and now nope, uh, we just went around. <laughs> so, uh, Dan, come up with this. Uh, this is a great idea. This is uh, if we can just get cameras so that you can see that whatever crossings are closed, but maybe you can get through it on 6th Street or St. Clair or State somewhere uh, might make a a lot less stressful for drivers okay. uh, so and I know that seems like it happens more and more yeah they're blocking these crossings right uh, so hopefully after the first year we'll get some stuff cameras in place and and you can use the app and See what crossings are open. Wow! <laughs> uh, you know it's frustrating when I get calls and it's like you know the train's been blocking the tracks for an hour and I know and uh, it always to know seems, that there's nothing we can do. It's, it
0: always seems to be on Main Street by the house right. right there. Seems to be the All big the way one to south. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's you know, and that's the one that you know, right. but. Yeah, that seems to be the one. And we'll,
1: exactly. And we'll put them at all the major crossings, like 15th, 13th, Maine, Hart, College. Now, who's paying for these? Um, we're checking to see if we've got some leftover railroad relocation money. We're okay. checking to see if that can be used, and if it can't, we'll just we'll just take it out of uh, the budget.
0: So you could go to your app, and yes, and then it'll just have every crossing— and, and you can just hit it and see what it is. Right. And more
1: importantly... <laughs> uh, I'm sorry.
0: Let me let me soak this in a second, Mayor. That
1: I is so- Wish we'd have known this a couple of years ago. <laughs> okay. The other good thing is emergency services can use that. And they'll be able to see what crossings are blocked if that's the case. And uh, yes. So... Looking forward to it.
0: You and I are about as technical as, <laughs> <laughs> but, we're, but we're talking about something like this, and it
1: is it is really neat. Okay, it's yeah. really neat. It's going to make yeah. life a lot easier for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yep. Just go to the app. No, no. You know what? Here, the train stop. Let me look, and and I do encourage you to stop and look at your app. Do not try to drive and look at your app. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's the other. Yes. Okay. Don't try to drive and look at the app to see. Okay. So, wow, twenty twenty four is gonna be an interesting year. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. so anyway, that's coming up, and hopefully, would
1: you say what by the first of the year maybe or? I'm hoping. Well, uh, I gotta wait to hear back from NDOT, but it doesn't matter. We're, we'll get things moving, uh, whether it comes from that money or if we take it out. CSX
0: wouldn't help you out with anything like this, would they? No. Nah. We can ask them, but. Well, I mean, we're trying to be friends. <laughs> Smiley face. That's right. I learned my lesson after we, after Black Boulevard. I've learned to like the railroad.
1: Yes, it's, uh, <laughs> yes. Okay. They are pretty much in charge. Yeah, they are. I'll just say that. Yes, they are, folks. And it doesn't matter if you lived in Vincennes or if you live in Seymour or wherever. It's the same, right? Right. Okay. Well. Anyway, look forward to something like
0: that. Yes. I what about too. what about on a on a serious note? Our traffic lights. I know we had, you know, um, we talked about that, and I. I mean, we're to the point now where we've got a lot of old traffic lights, right. and they're not right. they're not cheap to no, replace. No. And we have we because John
1: Sprague, when he was on, was right. talking about him. We have a pro- we have a plan in place to replace them. We may look at the one at 6th and Bustron, again, if it's, do a study there to see if it's really needed, but, uh, you know, you, we're probably going to have to look at, not in the too distant future, a light at Hart and Beer House. Uh, you know, we just had a company or a group coming to look at building a apartment complex, you know, 240 apartments, and there was some other developments going on out there that's going to make that intersection even busier right so uh, city engineers looking at and, and putting in a stoplight there you're talking
0: yeah you have
1: probably a minimum of $250,000 yeah uh, but it would definitely be needed right it's going to because we there, and I can't go into details but there's a lot of development going to happen out there that uh, is going to make for a lot of traffic
0: Okay, so. ding ding ding! There's a scoop. Okay, <laughs> scoop <laughs> <So> alert. <laughs>
1: it's not just that housing project. It's uh, right a few other things. So.
0: Well, but you know what? A lot of people take that. And they want to go left on Link to Lincoln High School, or right, or to the movie theater, or a, right. That would be right. No, no it would be left. That'd be left. Yeah. And and I'm saying that, and that traffic, um, you know, right there in Hart Street. There's times there's, that's, there's especially when
1: schools. Sure, I in the morning and and the. Afternoon and right night. there
0: also, if you have a light, it slows it down, right, too. Right, There's People going to school. I mean, I see a lot of wind and something like that.
1: Right. Uh, but a big price tag comes oh, with sure, that. Sure, so. sure it but, does.
0: But, you know, so, ironic, Mayor, how many years ago did I always tease you about beer house yes. development? So, after Coles got put in. Yes. Who's coming to beer house? And we, it was just kind of like, I don't know a running it's joke, kind of but been, it was just like, you know, we yes. just kind of talked about it. All of a sudden, it's now wow.
1: Yes, it just takes it's time. Happening. It's yes, um, and there's going to be more development there. um uh, across Crossing. Yeah. So okay, great. There's a lot, a lot of stuff coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus the fact that that Agro Renew has announced that they're going to build their plant that's going to employ 250 people. Uh, you know, that's going to bring people to Vincennes for. Housing. and So it's all great news.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. i got about a minute left. Anything else?
1: Absolutely. What's that? Small business Saturday. This Saturday. And and we really, you hear shop local a lot this time of year, but really it's all year long and you need to shop local. Uh, But especially this time of year, Mm. uh, the holiday season. Try to check local first. And if you can't buy it local, then maybe check elsewhere but uh and this Saturday small business Saturday and we've got a lot of small businesses uh, all throughout the, the city mm-hmm. you know not just main street but uh and spend your dollars local Th- these businesses are the ones that invest in youth sports and all kind of different stuff that uh, uh that happens so
0: you know I'm glad you brought that up because that's true Yes, that's, that's so true. Yeah. So please get out there and actually, we should, we should have this and day every day.
1: It's absolutely, it's, I mean, it's your it's your round shop local. Right, but right. But it just seems like at the holidays it's more. Yeah. Uh, you need to think about it more because you're probably spending more money at the holiday season than you are for the most part through the year. You but know,
0: I brought up a scenario with Jamie you Neal. Know, we had her on last week. It was a great conversation about. Why I like shopping local is I go in and 99% of the time, I don't know what I'm getting. Right. And people take the time, work with you. You go uh, to a big one, they're looking at the other people that you're holding up. Right. Our local merchants take time. Right. And they have saved my bacon so many times. I, I just, I, that's where you go.
1: Absolutely. Uh, and speaking of Jamie Neal, the chamber, they're going to bring back the EFT program. Uh, Excited about that. Uh, so and that's invest there and then you'll spend it local and that helps our small businesses. You know, that's I think she's what got close to a hundred thousand. So really there'd be about two hundred thousand to be invested in our small businesses. Well terrific So yes. terrific, terrific stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Shop local. And other than that, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. All righty. Well, mayor,
0: we'll see you next Monday and okay. um
1: what do you it think? Might be a few pounds heavier.
0: Yeah, just what's the over
1: and under? Five.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs>
1: okay.
0: Mayor, appreciate your time. Have All a great day.
1: Right. You too. Thanks.
2: All right, stay tuned more in the morning. Chad coming up on WAOV. Welcome
0: back to the morning chat with Ed Ballinger on W A O V, 97.7 FM, 97.3 FM, 1450 AM. WAOV as Jacqueline Cunningham from the Isaiah House, our guest statement. Pardon me, I've had a frog in my throat all morning. It just doesn't want to leave. Oh no. Any suggestions?
3: Yeah, I can't help you. Coffee is mine. <laughs> okay,
0: water. Okay. All right. Well, good morning. And uh, first of all, um, How are things going?
3: They're going really good. The house is, um, it's been great. We've had some great volunteers step up this past month because it's been pretty busy. And like we all know, we never know what to expect day to day, but the volunteers have been great. And we are working on doing a volunteer appreciation this month. And so things are being, things are good. Things are good with um, DCS. I know they're always crazy busy and that's, that's the job that they got handed and, but they're all doing a great job. And so things are really going smoothly.
0: Okay. Uh, you know, it's hard to believe it's, it's almost the end of the year.
3: When did that happen? I know.
0: <laughs> I know it. I know it really. It, Seriously. I like, mean, when it, did that happen? I know. <laughs> but th- there's been a lot that's gone on this year for you. I mean, uh, first of all, you've had wonderful fundraisers.
3: Yes, absolutely. The fundraisers have been great. And when you take a look back and reflect back on the year, Cause you get so busy from the day to day it has been an amazing year you know we are so blessed to be able to be one of the houses who have met our budget and about 95 percent of all of our isaiah houses have met their budget then that's huge but that's per community every community is different and and knox county and surrounding counties has definitely stepped up and they support the fundraisers and they are fun and you never know what we're going to have every year so we are very thankful for so many different levels of this community
0: right right uh, let me ask you something in, in all honesty, when you did this from the beginning, you had a vision okay you know it's gonna be good and bad. You know I mean yeah. whether it's good because yes. of what your what what the mission is bad because of the delay in construction, mm-hmm. good the fundraisers, bad actual kids in there there was there's a lot to soak in. Is there anything that has surprised you?
3: Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot that surprised me. I, you know, I get asked every now and then, if I knew what I knew now, would I have done this, Would I've stepped into this role and have started the whole awareness for Isaiah 117 house and as I've loved the journey, it's been a long journey, a very emotional journey. But I would do it again. I I would probably spend more hours in my car crying and more hours on my knees praying, more hours with my hands screaming. And I mean, I would probably do it all again. But there has been surprises, um, good and bad. Good on the fact that the community has stepped up in ways that I never knew that they could. <laughs> bad in the fact that, yes, I know what it's like to build a house during COVID and that wasn't fun. And... Just how the house is needed, like it's a it's a bittersweet bittersweet, I guess, of the Isaiah house and all the surprises that come along with it.
0: You know, it's it, <clears throat> excuse me, and I know it, it was tough coming on this show sometimes and saying that, all right, I'm gonna have to talk to Ed about the delays in the house, and but but you always came.
3: Yeah, yeah I mean, and it you do feel defeated at times, and I never wanted to be. Um, a downer to the community because I knew there were reasons that we had holdups and I didn't want to think like it was on any specific person or business or company or funding or any of that so there were times where it was hard to be positive all the time but yeah there was a certain time where I'm just like I we are at a standstill I but you had to keep the you had to keep the positivity and so there were times that that was hard right
0: all right But once you got open okay it was like all right now it's time to really
3: see what sp- this is all about. See
0: what this is all about. And, you know, you, know, you could go to a different place, which you did, different ones. Uh, but when you open up your own house and you see this, that, remember that first kid?
3: I will never forget him.
0: Okay. And did you ever question yourself like, oh my gosh, this is harder than I thought? Or did you say to yourself, this is what my calling was?
3: it was more like that when we had that first kid I'm like and this is why I did it I I know um, it's hard to express to our volunteers because that's our biggest fear when volunteers come in they're like I don't know what to do I don't know what to say I don't know how to act and I said it will just come natural it you know they will sense your feeling and I said just let it be natural just if they don't want to talk you will sense it step back if they want to hug you will sense it you know bring them in and it is all that but we did learn a lot i mean we're still learning on certain things we're still learning on certain ages of what kids could go upstairs to our giving room other kids are too young other kids are too overwhelmed like we try to get a sense i mean all the way down to like when they bring stuff in the house now we need to kind of keep it in a boxed area because it could have roaches you know it could affect our house We've learned a lot about lice. That one hit me hard. I didn't see that one coming as much or just didn't want to. Uh, See, I
0: would have never even thought of that. I mean, I I would not. See, you're bringing up things I would have never imagined.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Lice one hit me hard. It's not that I didn't expect it. I did. But it's the unknown. And you're like, okay, where have they been? What did they do? What did they touch? And we never want them to feel like they are dirty or anything like that. So we... We try to take precautionaries on what we can do to definitely make them feel um, loved, and that that's not a part of why they're at the house. But we also try, you know, we have b- our fun bath time, and we're like, oh, we're gonna wash your hair and play with bubbles and all this stuff, and try to treat it, you know. And then when we treat their hair, we, you know, sometimes we do it in the tub, sometimes we sit them on a stool and have them play the switch or whatever it is. We try to make it fun or bake cookies or something. But yeah, I mean, it's. And then protecting all of our volunteers. So it's just stuff you run into. You know, and this
0: may be a question you won't can't answer, but I'm going to go ahead and ask ah. it because some people might be thinking about this. When you do have a situation where it's an extreme, like a lice or whatever, do you have to contact DCS again and say, listen, we, we welcome this child, but right now they have this or that to protect you guys. I mean, I mean does that happen or maybe you have a child who just is unruly?
3: Um we DCS is always there and usually DCS sometimes is learning the same time mm, we're learning. Sometimes okay. they will say we had no idea. And I'm like, "Okay, well we're here to say that there is lice. We will treat them. We will give you stuff to tr- treat your car because you transported them and it will be fine. You know, we do have problems with some kids who are um anger issues right you know but so far through our house we have never had to get with dcs and say listen this child is not invited back Mm -hmm. it has to get to a pretty bad level basically where law enforcement is involved to not have to have kids come back because we know the whole point is trauma anyway we're not expecting the perfect child to come through our doors whether it is some kind of abuse or lice or we've fleas bugs, roaches name it like that's almost what's kind of expected and we train our volunteers for knowing that as well
0: right right okay well anyway that's uh again you get you can train all you want there's always something comes up that you're not trained for
3: yes and one of those is emotions is the biggest one but yes it's the physical aspect Mm. of it too of yeah you might want to go home and treat your head for lies and here's the way here's the best way (laughs) to do it so
0: you won't do that right if
3: Right. I mean, it. We keep everything as adults and everything. We keep everything in the background. So, like I said, nothing is shared in front of the kiddo themselves.
0: Right. Okay. All right. Do you have to write a report after every kid?
3: We do do paperwork. Um, lice, not not so much. Usually, if it's a incident or some kind of accident we will uh make memos or we will we will write a report what on that if,
0: what if they talk about what was what's going on I
3: what mean, do you mean i mean
0: if you get a child in there and, and they're talking about things they've seen at their house mm-hmm. do you report that or is that a confidential
3: I we because um, that obviously does happen quite a bit that when i was at the house a couple of weeks ago I heard a child saying something and I, you know, I reached out to DCS and, you know, I said, hey, this, this comment has been made. I will let you follow up. Depending on what the comment is, we are, we do have to report to DCS. And then considering DCS is in the house with us, but they could be attending to another child or doing paperwork. Mm -hmm. You know, I will say, I'm like, hey, this, this was brought up in conversation. You might want to address it. You know, so DCS is there. And if we notice any bruises or bumps or scratches, you know, or anything, you know, then it has to be reported and pictures might have to be taken. And they do whatever they can to protect themselves also and try to get the story straight.
0: Have you come across anybody who's homeless?
3: Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Let me, let me
0: pause on that one.
3: Mm-hmm. I
0: didn't see that one coming.
3: Yeah, we've had... I mean, I couldn't tell you the percentage, but more cases, I mean, more cases than one that we've had some kiddos in the house because they've been walking the streets. Little, little kids. Oh my
0: gosh. Okay. Um, uh, That's a reality. That's reality.
3: Well, it's, I think the bubble a lot of people want to live in Mm -hmm. because nobody wants to see the reality and I can be as guilty as well on different subjects. I understand the reality of kids. But different subjects, I maybe live in my own bubble.
0: Me too, me too, and I and I'll admit that. Because when I see a child come to you, there's a problem. There's a problem. There's I a mean, problem. I mean, I mean that's it, it's not a visit to say, oh, I love going to see Jacqueline and the girls and the guys, and there's a problem. The reason why they're there, okay? Sometimes that problem's a lot bigger than we even know. That you'll even know till later, maybe.
3: Yes, and that is the case sometimes more of it doesn't like we had a kiddo in the house and everything was fine for hours and then a certain time hit and we could tell like you know some more aggression was coming out and we're like what's happening no and then we're like are they on meds are they supposed to be on meds do they have meds is there an underlying issue do we have a-? you know and sometimes it is it's us and dcs working it out together to see what even food allergies you know i mean a lot of it is just Is baby allergic to this milk or is this child, uh, you know, there's a lot. I mean, you don't, when you're not mom, it's hard to fill in all the pieces.
0: Well, and again, I'm sorry if people are listening saying, boy, this is really dark today, Ed. We have to see the dark side to appreciate what's going on. And, and, you know, we can sit here and we, it's great to have the the fundraisers with lemonade stands. Absolutely. and, and, And the golf outings and getting volunteers, the socks. I mean, everything is... That's great, but we have to look on the other side too, Jacqueline, to know what you guys are going through. So we appreciate what you're about.
3: And that is the whole reason why we have an Isaiah 117 house in Knox County, is to be able to love on the kids who feel defeated, feel not seen, not heard, not loved on. I mean, we the other day, well, I say the other day, it was probably a couple weeks ago, I've never been called mom more in my life this little child and that's another thing that I will we'll try to talk to our volunteers when they call you mom. Hey mom, do this or hey mom or hey mom. And people don't understand that. They think of it since it's like their own biological kid. I said you are a um you're playing a role and that is a mom. So just because they're calling you mom, you know, it, it's not that they're confused necessarily. You're playing the role of mom. Mm-hmm. You're the one who Gets them changed. You're the one who gets them food. You're the one who's giving them milk. You play that role of mom, and maybe they've never had that. Right. You know, right. so it's kind of an understanding of you don't have to correct them. You don't have to encourage it or correct. You know, I mean, just let them do whatever's comfortable with them. And for right now, a couple of weeks ago, I played the role of mom, and DCS just kind of looked at me and just kind of giggled. They're like, oh my gosh, they keep calling you mom. And I'm like, if that's what they need right now, I will be more than happy, you know, to play that role and to make this child feel safe and heard and wanted in all the things.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, and I got to think probably the biggest thing, might be the biggest disappointment is repeat kids. That's got to be the most thing that really tucks at the heart.
3: Yeah. Especially the little ones, the yeah. little ones. I'm like, why, why are you back here? You know, you just want to question like right. what's happening for you to be back at this house. The teenagers, that's more expected, sadly. Mm -hmm. You know, and I know not even Knox County, a majority of counties are really struggling on placement for teenagers. But the littler ones, it is hard to see.
0: Right. Okay. So things aren't easy. That's why you train volunteers. Got great volunteers.
3: We do. We're always seeking volunteers. Right now, we're seeking like night shift volunteers. We don't really need them all the time, but when we do... It's kind of crucial that we have them.
0: <laughs> kind of. <laughs> it's kind of crucial
3: that we have them.
0: Okay. All right. Um, have you had very many in the last week or so?
3: Um, I hate to even answer that because I always feel like I jinx ourselves oh, if don't we answer. say something. Don't, don't so answer. Don't answer. It's, it's It's been smooth. I'll just say that okay. it's been a smooth week, and we're able. And it's crazy how things work out because when we are busy, we're able to be busy. But
0: have you started decorating for Christmas?
3: We are in the we're in the works of that. Yes. We're we are there. Yeah. We are there. We are continuing to decorate more and more. Megan's the one who is great at that, so I kinda give her charge of creating this magical wonderland at the Isaiah House.
0: Well good, good. You know, and that's the thing is, okay, it is a bad situation, but we're gonna try to make it best for the kids and holiday spirits.
3: I know. Who doesn't want to see hot cocoa or mm. And I mean, I'm not gonna lie, last week I had the Chris, I had Home Alone playing, and it was crazy how these kids loved Home Alone.
0: Oh, absolutely. I know,
3: it's just the best movie ever. It
0: is. I mean, especially with holidays.
3: I know. We had the Mm -hmm. Grinch till Christmas and um, Home Alone up. And so I'm excited to get, I'm excited for all of it to come together with the decorations.
0: Okay, we've got about a minute left. Uh, If anybody has any questions on things we talked about, and again, I apologize to the listening audience if uh, we went a little darker today. But it was my intent to do that because I think sometimes we have to see that side, and it wasn't easy asking him, and I'm sure it wasn't easy for Jacqueline to answer him. But you know what? That's the that's the society we live in. That's it what is. these 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 people are doing. You guys are doing incredible work. I mean, it's not easy work.
3: No, it's mm. not. But we're doing God's work, and we're blessed to do it. But we are thankful that the community can kind of see some of the dark and some of the good to know what the Isaiah house is about.
0: All righty. Always a pleasure talking with you. Have a happy Thanksgiving and we'll talk to you soon. You as well. All right. stay tuned. more of the morning chat coming up on WAOV.
2: Welcome back to the Morning
0: Chat here on WAOV, 97.7, 1450 AM, WAOV in Vincennes, also at 97.3 FM in Washington. Vincennes Police Chief John Hillenbrand, our guest this segment. Good morning. Good morning. Boy, you're all ready for the holidays, aren't you? Absolutely, I am. Okay, good, good, good. All right. Uh, It is, of course... Uh, coming up on Thanksgiving Day holiday, and then turn around, and a couple weeks later it's Christmas. Uh, Saturated patrols, are we involved with that? Absolutely. Okay, how does that work?
4: Uh, So basically, the state every year gives out grant money for officers to work on their uh, time off and do uh, operation pullover, uh, seatbelt violations during the day, DUIs at night. So uh, the Vincennes Police Department always participates in that uh, OPO project. Okay. So in other words, uh, it'll be a little bit more intense. Yeah. So we'll have more officers out on the street uh, specifically looking for traffic violations, uh, seatbelt violations. They will not get a warning if they are pulled over for a seatbelt violation. They will receive a ticket because that's part of the grant process is if you observe this, that there is no warnings given. It is automatic uh, citations, and it's a $25 fine. No points on your license. uh, doesn't affect insurance. But uh, basically, it does just bring to the person's attention and their pocketbook uh, a reminder to wear that seatbelt for safety. And then, of course, in the uh, evening hours and overnight hours, there will be extra officers out looking for impaired driving so um, and it's all for the purpose of keeping people safe okay
0: uh, now let me ask this there will not be any checkpoints right there are no checkpoints at this time that I am aware of okay alright alright now that's what I, I get confused on we talk about operation pullover or we're talking about checkpoints it's uh, it's different are they different grants is that it or- no
4: it's usually just part of the same grant uh, but I won't say that we never have them here. Typically, the state police might uh, have something, and it can be on any public street. So it could be out on the highway, it could be on a county road, or it could be inside the city limits. But there are none that I am aware of that are planned at this time, and part of Doing those, they have to announce those and let the public be aware that that is going to be going on uh, during a certain time and location. So. Okay.
0: All right. Good. Good. But anyway, so be on your best
4: behavior. You should always yeah, should be You right? always. I mean, you always should be. Anyway. <laughs> I hate to say it, but it's pretty much common sense. Don't drive intoxicated and wear your seatbelt. And if they see, the, if you suspect them on their phones, you may just give them a little lesson absolutely yeah so um if an officer observes them on their phone uh, that would be officer discretion for how they proceed Uh, typically they use it as an opportunity to remind them hey stay off your phone be aware of your surroundings uh but typically uh and unfortunately i must say there are a lot of people on their phones even with the new law a couple of years ago People are on their phones way too frequently. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Totally agree. Hands-free is good. Uh, yeah. Texting and driving. Uh, posting selfies and driving. <laughs> that is, now, that's <laughs> the stupidest thing you could do is post. <laughs> Come right. Come on. I mean, people actually do that? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. While I'm driving, I'm going to take a selfie of me driving? You know, there's there's even this TikTok uh, where people will actually leave their car in gear and get out of the vehicle and record themselves running next to the car and then getting back in. So, um, yeah, you know, unfortunately, sometimes you just can't fix stupid and uh, there you have it. I'm not on TikTok. I've never wanted to be on
0: TikTok. And after hearing that, I never will watch TikTok.
4: You know, and and honestly, I'm not on TikTok either. However, it uh, has been brought to my attention by my daughters to, hey, Dad, look how stupid this person is. And <laughs> unfortunately for the person that is doing it, it usually involves their vehicle uh, wrecking. And so, yeah. My goodness.
0: I, I had no clue. Uh, you mean people are driving and taking
4: selfies while they're driving? No, no, no. So they will put their car in gear okay they will exit the vehicle and they will be running alongside their vehicle with no one in the driver's seat and then they get back in and if if everything works out well nobody is harmed and they have a great little TikTok, i guess but uh unfortunately so many times uh the one the one i could tell you one of them that i saw uh, the door automatically locked, and then they couldn't get back in their vehicle, and so the car wrecked. And uh, now you have a wrecked automobile vehicle. <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: I mean, thank goodness there's no camera in here because uh, my facial expressions would been telling it all. It's I can't believe this. Really? Yeah,
4: yeah. You know, I mean, hey, do I live in a sheltered I, I guess, world? I, <laughs> you know, if people eat Tide Pods, there's no telling what they will do. What? Oh, that was a thing for uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah, they they uh, there was a challenge, a TikTok challenge where they would uh, eat Tide Pods. So, why? Uh you know why? That's <laughs> to, a, that to, is a great to question. The, to clean
0: the inner self. <laughs> yeah, <I> mean,
4: I'm <laughs> sure it cleaned it out. Uh, oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. So, um, there's there's all kinds of these uh, unusual things that they do. Uh, they eat the most hot peppers and, and I, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, okay. Well, anyway, I don't know
0: how we went down that road, but it's yeah. a road that, wow. Uh, <laughs> I guess it's called idiot Boulevard to just go down that, that, that would be a correct assumption of, of what it would look like. Yes, for sure. Okay. But anyway, during this time, especially make sure you, you know, the other thing is on, on a serious note, really, Take time to buckle up, especially infants in the infant car seats. Oh, my goodness, I mean, absolutely. You know, I mean, that's really, you know, I mean, one thing that's putting seatbelts on. But but you, you have an infant or whatever, you've got to make sure that's taken care of. Because I know from, not experience, but what I've heard is policemen don't have a lot of... Uh, Mm, they don't like that when it's not done right.
4: That's absolutely correct. I mean, so yeah. I don't know of any officer that gives a warning for an infant or toddler that is not properly buckled up in yeah, a vehicle. There's no,
0: that's not laughing matter, guys. Yeah. I mean, that's they'll they'll nail you, and they should. Like a, it's almost like being in a work zone area too.
4: You know it. Slow right. down. Yes, for sure. And and to throw this out there as well, if you're a new parent and you aren't experienced in putting in a car seat you can go to Good Samaritan Hospital and they have technicians that will actually put that car seat in the vehicle for you and teach you how to properly restrain your child. Great.
0: That's terrific. Did they not know that? It's yes. Yes. Good to know. Free of charge. Good to know. Good to know. Good to know. Um, this time of year also... Um you know, we haven't gotten any really icy weather or whatever, but we're going to. I mean, it's just a matter of time.
4: It is Indiana.
0: It is Indiana. Drive with extreme caution. Got a lot of younger drivers who maybe even not experienced it. Yeah, for sure. Okay, make sure you drive with caution and uh, drive with patience. And let me ask you, out on Washington
4: Avenue where it's 20 miles an hour, do people seem to be obeying that rule? Um, you know, for the most part, it's it has not turned out to be quite the speed track that the main street project turned out to be but uh it is in the middle of town there is a school there there's a park there so for the most part although the road is fantastic people are uh being more aware of the pedestrians and and keeping it uh near that speed
0: Well, people coming into town, I just wonder if they realized it got slowed out a little bit there.
4: Sure, absolutely. And uh, I'll I'll be honest, that's usually a hot spot for officers to sit. And so uh, make sure that they don't catch you uh, coming into town a little hot and uh, end up with a citation.
0: I saw an officer there the second day it was open. So I knew you were. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, The other thing is uh, out on, uh, you mentioned Main Street. Yes. Have we gotten better at that?
4: we have yes absolutely uh took some uh, extra patrol in the area but uh people have certainly uh, gotten in line and and are following that speed limit a lot more closely now so and that's a good thing because we do have a lot of traffic especially with the schools open and and things like that
0: okay good all right well a lot of things uh Dealing with your automobile, we've talked about. <laughs> I mean, it's that time of year. So, yes. Okay, again, make sure the big thing buck, buckle up. Yep. Stay off your phone. Yep. Watch your speed. Uh, drive sober. Drive so, oh my, yeah. It is
4: the season. Yes, it is. And when in I- question, have somebody else drive you.
0: Do they still have that? What, what was that? Um, zero tolerance?
4: Yes, absolutely. So uh, there is a zero tolerance for uh, operating a vehicle while intoxicated. If you get pulled over and you are .08 or above, or if the officer has probable cause uh, to detain you, you will go to jail. There is no ifs, ands, or buts. All right. We're going to take a break.
0: We'll have more after this in WAOV.
2: Back on The Morning
0: Chat with Ed Ballinger and Vincent's Police Chief, John Hillenbrand. This time of year, of course, as we get geared up for the holidays, one of the big events is Shop for the Cop. Yes, Fun time. it is. Fun time. Oh, it?
4: man, it is fantastic.
0: Okay, and it's coming up when?
4: That is going to be the second Tuesday in December. It's December the 12th, so watch out. Uh, I I always recommend to our local shoppers to kind of avoid Walmart. Uh, during that time just because a lot of times they feel overwhelmed by all of the officers and and kids shopping so unless you're in the grocery aisle or the pharmacy you're okay in those areas Mm -hmm. but if you're looking for young people's clothing and toys that is not the time to be at walmart
0: (laughs) no 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 I love it because I can sit right here in the studio and I hear the sirens go off.
4: Yeah, yeah. You know, the parade of buses down Hart Street is always, uh, you know, I'll even use the term magical because the kids, their eyes light up when they see all the officers and they know what they're about to experience. And it is an amazing time. People even line up on the streets just like it's a parade with signs uh, thanking the officers and it's It's you know, become a tradition in Vincennes and uh, the Fraternal Order of police. so it's it's a great time, yeah, okay. So anyway, that is coming up. and um, how
0: do you contribute to this?
4: Yeah, so we uh, we actually accept donations for it year round, but obviously, the closer you get to Christmas, people start thinking about, who they want to give money to. So uh, we accept it at the Vincennes Police Department. You can mail it in. You can stop in. Uh, we prefer a check over cash, but we will accept cash. And if you would like a receipt, we can provide a receipt for your donation. If you do have a check that you're putting in, if you would put in the memo section of that check that the money is to be used for Shop with a Cop, it is certainly appreciated.
0: Okay. What else is uh, going on?
4: So, well, uh, of course, I'm sure you've already talked about it, but December 1st, we have our Christmas parade uh, that goes down Main Street, just a straight shot from 2nd to 10th Street, uh, December 1st, the evening of. And then uh, we always have to talk about the hiring process with the Vincennes Police Department. And as a lot of people have seen, we just hired four new officers. And we're super excited to have them on board. They're, uh, they're doing part of their field training program right now. And then uh, three of the four are going to be going to the academy in January. And then the fourth person is going to be going after they get back. However, even with the hiring of these four new officers, we do have one opening left that will complete the 38 officers. And so we have a hiring process coming up uh, December the 2nd. So if you are interested in being a law enforcement officer in the city of Vincennes, it's your opportunity. And then a really, really cool thing for the Vincennes police department is this year we were able to secure a couple of grants. So we were able to uh, bring in for the city of Vincennes $837,000 uh, in federal grants, and that money is going to be put towards the safety and security of the schools here in Vincennes. So we have the VCSC as well as the Catholic school system. And so what that money is going to take care of is we're going to hire four new school resource officers to put in the schools Uh, so we're going to add to our school resource officers that we already have as well as put on some protective film on the glass that will delay uh, intruders from getting into the building one of the neat things also is it also protects in case uh, there's bad weather some strong winds that may push things into the glass It will actually help protect and keep that glass in the window instead of uh, being broken out and then spreading that glass throughout the buildings. And that is for the VCSC as well as the Catholic schools as well. So we're super excited to uh, have been able to be awarded those two grants. And that's something that's brand new for the police department. We've never been able to do that before. So, with uh, working with our community partners, with the Catholic schools, the VCSC, uh, and of course the mayor's office, and, and allowing us to apply for these and, and being granted, we're we're absolutely just excited and stoked about being able to uh, to bring this to our community. You know, it, <clears throat>
0: excuse me, there, chief. Uh, you know what? I really love the fact that first of all, that money's available. Yes. Because, you know, you can't put a price on, on children. Right. Okay, and children's safety. And not knowing is, you know, we've seen what has happened around us. That's right. Okay, maybe not not in our immediate area, but close enough. Yeah. You know, we see about, you know, the safety and the children. And, you know,
4: I I just don't think you can spend enough. And I think this is terrific. Well, thank you. Uh, and you're absolutely right. And, and this is not in response to an incident that has occurred in our immediate area. This is just something that we're trying to be proactive about by keeping our students, our staff, and our property safe uh, in the event of of something catastrophic. Right.
0: You're right, proactive. Yes, proactive. That's the name of the game. Uh, Resource
4: officers, I mean, that's a big plus to have. You know, if, uh, in my opinion, i would say if there was any schools out there that were thinking about trying to build up safety in their schools the number one thing i would say is having a school resource officer in the building that is the number one thing that i would suggest putting your money behind then there's other things obviously uh, securing the windows camera systems there's, there's a multitude of different things that uh, are proactive, but definitely adding four school resource officers for our schools. And this will even allow us, for the first time, to have an officer in the Catholic schools. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, we're super excited about having that addition to our police department. Oh,
0: there is one going to the Catholic schools? There
4: will be one going to the Catholic schools. I did schools. not know that. Right? Okay, hey, Okay. Yeah. So they're going to spend their time
0: between the flaget and, and Reveille. That's that correct. It?
4: Yeah. They will be permanently assigned to uh, Flagee and Reveille and uh, they will be there to assist and uh, be a resource between the police department and uh, the school. Wow. Big steps have been taken. Big steps. Yeah. We are, we have uh, been able to do a lot of a really great things at the police department these last couple of years and, and at the end of the day we're, we're all really excited about it you know the the mayor the city council all stepped up and in the 2024 gave us the needed resources as well as uh salaries to be able to keep our officers uh, the retention is going to go way down as well as we are looking at officers in our surrounding areas that now are looking at us to transfer to us Rather than us transferring out to another department, right, and that's that's all because of uh, our mayor and our city council uh, recognizing a problem and doing something about it. So we're we're so excited about that. Okay, I uh, got a couple of minutes left. Anything else? I would just say that um, you know if you are interested in law enforcement, I highly recommend you uh, between the ages of twenty one and forty to come out. Uh, Put an application in for the Vincennes Police Department. You can find that online at the city website uh, under the police department. And the testing is December 2nd. Starts at 9 o'clock at Vincennes University with a physical agility test, followed by a written aptitude test at the police department. Do you have to be a certain age? Uh, between the ages of 21 and 40, and that isn't because of anything with the city of Vincennes. That actually has to do with the retirement program, uh, PERF or IMPERS, and uh, they are the ones that require that age. Okay, all right. And do you have to be a resident of Vincennes? Actually, uh, no. So the law changed. Um, it used to be you had to live within a certain amount of uh, certain mileage outside of the county or in an adjacent county. But the Indiana law has changed, and we follow that. And you can actually live anywhere as long as you can make it to work and that you have a working phone number. So literally, you could be a resident of California, fly to Vincennes for your day of work, and then fly home, and uh, it's, it works. All right. Chief, always a pleasure. Good to see you. Hey,
0: thank you. Have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you next month. Happy Thanksgiving. All right. Stay tuned. Midday Edition is next, the WAOV.